Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I know we skipped a week. That's my fault. Can't even blame anybody else. That was just me. Well, blame my damn dog who decided to eat socks, but that's a story for another day. Uh, this is The Breaks Radio. I'm your host, CEO Hayes, and we're in the building. Uh, we also have Baylor the Great. What's going on, Baylor? Uh, another day, another dollar. I'm actually making that money right now, in a way. I heard that. I heard that. And then Miss Mary Almonte is also in the building. What's going on, Mary? Yo, yo. I'm here. Uh, we got some shit to talk about this week. Some funny shit, some not so funny, but we'll get into it. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Uh, this first one, uh, Tay K, if that's how you say his name, sentenced to um, uh, first, wait, two capital murder cases? Like, that shit is crazy. That's that's crazy. What do you guys make of this? Have you followed this story? What do you guys think of it, Mary? I'll come to you first. I absolutely followed it. And I guess to quote Tay K, he didn't beat the case or win the race. <laughs> All right, I shouldn't have made a joke about that. <laughs> I actually, okay, so... I was put on to him by my daughter, as I'm often put on to, you know, modern day rappers. I just sound so old. But anyway, um, but I actually thought he had skills. So I sort of, you know, my interest was piqued. Um, and so I've been following this case for a while now and his situation. And I have to say that I take issue. And now, as I always do, I think I, I end up making this conversation go left. But I take issue with them using the video for the race as evidence in the courtroom like and i mean this kind of all sprung up back when i was a teenager in you know the late 90s whatever early 2000s and at the time it was probably you know the beginning stages of them using artists work against them um because you know obviously in hip-hop it was a lot more that was back when hip-hop was hip-hop and not hip-hop so people were really talking about real stuff but i do feel like art should be separated from you know real life and just because you rap especially these days i feel like half of these dudes aren't actually about the life they rap about so that kind of pissed me off yeah and i also feel like 55 years or whatever the hell he got was is just so excessive but again let me not say that because people were killed and i don't really know the details and ins and outs but it just felt harsh and like the system got another one. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Baylor, what do you think? At the same time, uh, it said he stated that he was he was only supposed to go in there and and search for what the money or the jury or something like that. But um, they got him down for uh, I think they got him down for murder and uh, for robbery, attempted uh, aggravated robbery or something like that, aggravated assault or something like that. Uh, 55 years. He's only 16 years old. <sighs> Yo, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was kind. Of, it was kind of petty of him to to flee the scene and then record a record saying that he's fleeing the scene. So, I don't know. That's yeah, like where was right his there. mama? Because I would have told him that was not a good idea. <laughs> like for real, where was his guidance? I guess that's really what to me the the light. Is, that's being shined upon this really is exposing. Like, our youth don't have guidance. 
And this is what happens when, you know, yeah. there's no guidance. And we, and we, 16. Go ahead. No, I was going to say 16 years old. If you're doing an armed robbery, there's not a lot of guidance around you. That is very true. That's true. Uh, I was going to ask this. So to kind of piggyback off the topic that Mary stated with the, uh, but like his music was kind of used against him. Uh, and I know we have another case to talk about later on, but like what, what does it should, does that make rappers then more accountable about the shit that they do rap about? Should they only rap about shit that they actually know? No Takashi. And I guess, so to say around here, like because this, his music in this case did come back to bite him in the ass. Do you think rappers now are going to be more aware of the things that they do put in their music? I guess is the question I want to present. I- I, I don't think so because it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, like comedians how how a lot of people are being offended by uh, by certain jokes now so they have to I don't know try to find another angle to make people laugh which is going to make it even harder that's the same thing in a rap game like if you try to uh, I don't know uh, I I guess change up your content a little bit that's kind of messing around with your money now the problem is is if you're talking about (laughs) if you're talking about certain things that just happened if it really happened Mm -hmm. then you might want to leave that out of the verse you know what i mean uh but if you you know unless you're telling somebody else's story which nine times out of ten you know, a lot of these rappers is not living what they're talking about. They're using somebody else's life. They might as well go that road. But I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll. They'll. They'll change anything. Okay. And I don't think. I don't think cats that's older than him would be dumb enough to uh, take off their uh, ankle bracelet and flee the scene and then go to the and then go to a studio in another state and record about it. That is true. That is, that was a very dumb move. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it sucks to see someone this this young, for all intents and purposes, lose their life. Sixteen years old, fifty five years, like that. That's it, man. And, and yeah, people lost their life, and there was a crime committed. But you just would hope that people can make better decisions. And this is why we kind of talked about it here before. These young rappers nowadays, they do need guidance. They need a mentor. They need they need someone because these label execs most of these record label owners they don't give up they're just trying to make a buck for them and they don't care if they burn bright and burn out quickly they just want to make their money and it sucks so. yeah they're gonna use you you're gonna get burnt out eventually and then they're gonna throw you away they got another cat sitting on the shelf exactly 55 years though like just imagine if i mean it's crazy to say even if you was you, you did the time as soon as you came out the womb, that's a long time. You're getting out, you know what I'm saying? Probably mm-hmm. with good behavior, you'll probably get out somewhere in your 30s or 40s or something like that. But this is a this is a young man that's already 16 years old. He could be getting out when he's 55 or 60 years old with great behavior. Yeah, that's just, wow. But to move from one jailbird to another. R. Kelly, we haven't talked about it much since it kind of all came crashing down around him. His crisis manager quit, abandoned ship, but uh, he's held without bail now. Like, for all intents and purposes, it's fucking over for R. Kelly. Baylor, what do you think? Well, first of all, if you got a crisis manager, that should just, I mean, <laughs> hey, look, I don't, uh, can he be done already? Like, can we get this over with? You know, I mean, Everything that happened with with, with Bill Cosby, uh, they shut that right down. 
uh, R. Kelly, I'm not sure why is. I, I mean, I guess they're trying to pile it on, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, eventually this is going to be one of those. He's already put a dent in the history books with both his music and, I guess, his out of the booth uh, experiences. So, uh, I mean, it's still a sad situation that, you know, we've been listening to this particular person has provided such great music. Um, but it's, but it's, it's about that time we put it into the, uh, to this book. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely time to close out this chapter chapter. So to say, Mary, what do you think? Yeah. I feel like R. Kelly's been canceled, honestly. Like, (laughs) I mean, at this point it's like, yeah, I don't even want to hear it anymore. He should be like under the jail already and that's it. So yeah. Do, um, Okay. Let's say what when how long do you think it's gonna take before R. Kelly music starts getting played again, if ever? Do you think ten years down the road they'll start slowly playing R. Kelly's music on the radio? I, I can I haven't heard an R. Kelly song on the radio, and I've drove I've driven the past month I've driven to New York, Atlanta, uh, fucking D.C., and I haven't heard a single R. Kelly song on the radio that whole time that I that I was on the road. Do you guys think that it's eventually gonna come back on? Uh, I mean, I. Maybe they might slowly, you know, throw it back on. But I feel like, like Mary said, I think he's canceled to the point where everybody's on the same page this time around. I mean, you might have a few people out there and I've seen people post within the past like three, like the past three weeks. You know, people have said uh, at parties, um, R. Kelly's songs has come on and things like that, and some people leave it on, some people turn it off. But I think overall, I think it's at the point where people are not going to play his music anymore. At least majority of the people are not going to play his music anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I even, yeah, even I his version. Happened. Go ahead. I was about to say even his been... version of a good of a popular song. You know. Yeah. Go no ahead, more man. graduations for you, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I happen to see a DJ tweet like now that. Um, R. Kelly's like actually <laughs> going to jail. Is it okay to play his music again? And he got like roasted, and he might be canceled next because of that. So, <laughs> cancel culture, man. This shit is real. Um, but yeah, I, I can personally. The thing is, too, is like I haven't gotten to the place where I can say I've missed R. Kelly music. Um, and if that feeling ever does happen, like if I ever want get the urge to listen to Twelve Play, I just don't. I, I don't know how I react. I don't think I will, but to have somebody who's like music is so meaningful, like, and, and that has such a place in people's lives. Like, a, we can never completely cancel our Kelly music because there's going to still be songs that he writ that he wrote for, um, or whatever wrote for other people or had with other people on the radio. But the fact that of just his music, like I, I haven't missed it yet. And I hope that that feeling doesn't come. Cause I'll be conflicted as hell if it did. Well, let me ask you this question. What about if someone remade his songs? Even not even the, not even the not even the sexual song. What if somebody redid "I Believe I Can Fly"? Ooh. Would you still I mean, listen to that? It? Might actually work because the point is, I think that the whole point in canceling him is to not have him profit off of you know his in any way, just basically to shut down his cash flow. If someone redoes his songs, does he still get a cut of that? He doesn't own his master, so no. Mm, Probably not. That's a good that's a good point. That's a good point. Because we always talk about separating the uh the music from the from the monster. But what if you took that monster's music and redid it? 
Jaquez is going to get on it at some point. I knew you was going to bring him up. <laughs> I, I, I knew that was coming. Because he was the first person that popped in my head. <laughs> he I mean, that, that's what he does. Like He's the king of uh, karaoke. So I'm sure that he's going to, I'm sure he's just waiting on an opportunity. Uh, but, but tell me this. Are you going to listen to it? I don't listen to Jaquez in general, so probably not. I would. I ain't going to lie. If Chris Brown like remade R. Kelly's Greatest Hits, I'll be on, I'm I'm there for it. I'll play it. Chris Brown's about to be canceled too. Like well, what? That, yeah, <laughs> He's like yeah. a, a crazy outburst away from being canceled. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, not. Oh man. All right, y'all uh anything left on R. Kelly? You guys ready to move on to something a little bit more positive? Ah, uh, that's it. All right. So, uh Travis Scott, ASAP Rocky, Wu Tang, Meek Mill, Little Uzi Vert. All headlining the Rolling Loud in New York, Mary. You're you're you you live in New York. Are you going to this concert? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm hyped. Yeah, that's a pretty dope lineup. I, I must say so much. Like that's a that's a well rounded lineup. The fact that but U- like Uzi's is ASAP Rocky gonna make it though? <laughs> I mean, is Trump getting him out? No. It doesn't seem like it's working. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it actually hurt more that Trump got involved. Exactly. You know? And and that's just where we'll talk. We we have a whole top build around around ASAP, so we'll talk about it. Bailey, you you, what do you think about this concert, this lineup? I probably would just go to that concert just for the festivities, mm. outside of the music. I mean, it's not it's not really someone in that lineup that that I got in my library like that, but I wouldn't mind going chilling and listening to the music while on cloud nine. Okay, <laughs> I like the way you worded that. That's very PC. I like that. Um, I mean, you know, this has been Travis Scott's year, so to say. Wu Tang, I I think they're gonna have a big resurgence, honestly, as far as returning once this show comes out, because I think there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be interested to see them live. Meek Mill has his has his following. Uzi, I mean, hell, the the, the Uzi got taken as a damn. A uh, fan who jumped on stage, Bailey. Did you see that video I tagged you in? Yes, that shit was yes, hilarious. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know why they did Uzi man. like that, man. That was, did you see the video, uh, Mary? He was on. Uh, no, I didn't. He was on stage. I forgot who was performing, but he was on stage while somebody was performing, and security thought he was some fan that randomly just jumped on stage and hemmed him up. It was crazy. <laughs> I, could, I, I could see that happening. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm probably least excited for him. So, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. The next topic that we have, uh, as the presidential campaign uh, gears up, we we are definitely seeing, and I know this is kind of off the beaten path of what we usually talk about, but the black vote is something that everyone is taking seriously this time around. Everyone's going after, trying to use what they can. Bernie Sanders, of all people, Uncle Bernie, has partnered with Cardi B for for a campaign video. This shit is, is wild. Of the, all the two, the the uh, presidential uh, hopefuls, the last one I thought that would do something with Cardi B would be Bernie fucking Sanders. Baylor, what do you, what do you think about this? You know what that sounds like? It sounds like desperation to me. <laughs> it is. That's exactly what it is. But it's still a cold move, though. It's still a <laughs> clever move. It sounds like voter die all over again. Um, but, I mean, it, like I, you know, it's a good move. It's a good move. It doesn't say... It, it, what it tells me is that Bernie, <laughs> Bernie is pulling out all the tricks he can right now. That's oh, the, yeah. and that's the that's a good one right there. I ain't gonna lie, Mary. I mean, I agree. I think it's very strategic. I think he tried to go that route even with his last campaign, 
um, when he aligned with Run the Jewels. I don't know if you remember yeah, it, but it was yeah. so cringeworthy for me because he's like, let me introduce you to my good friends, Run the Jewels. And it was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. I think he might have messed up their names. It was like something embarrassing. But um, so I get it. Like, I get what his campaign manager is trying to do and having him align with, like, figures in hip hop. And But I don't know. Do I think this is going to do it for him? I mean, I think that what's dope that will come out of this is probably a lot of people who would have otherwise not even considered voting may come out and vote because Cardi's going to push that. But I just don't feel like Bernie, and now we're getting political, and I don't know if this is cool or not, but I don't think Bernie's the candidate that would beat Trump. Yeah, me I don't think he could do it. And we just need Trump gone. (laughs) So, yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of things that I like about Bernie. There are. But on the same token, there was a meme I saw a few months back that was like, Bernie Sanders looks like the dude who tried to warn everyone that the world was ending in all of those movies. But since he looked crazy and like a mad scientist, nobody listened to him. And like, yeah, <laughs> I just feel like he, there's, he's very passionate, but I think his, like the caricature of him kind of does translate to crazy. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I call him uncle Bernie because I, I legitimately do like Bernie Sanders. There's something about him that I personally do like, um, but yeah, I don't think he's going to be the person to take down Trump. Unfortunately, um, I would like to see. I would love to see Bernie Sanders as somebody's vice president. I would love to see that. That would be the perfect role for him. But him like partnering with Cardi B, all I can think about in my mind was bringing down the house when Steve Martin dressed up with <laughs> with the skull cap and the, the sweatpants with one leg. Yeah, bro, like, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Stop. I didn't think of that, but that's great. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Like, man. yeah, they need to do a video and they need to parody that. Like, I, th- I feel like doing that alone would get so many people to think, you know what, this this old bastard's pretty cool. Um, They need to do something like that. Or, or have him do the, uh, I can't do it, the ochre. I can't do it. I can't roll the R. So, um, but yeah, he, it's it's just it's just funny to see the links that these candidates not, are gonna this go. It's not scary to y'all though. What? It's not scary to y'all that that a person that we don't believe that could beat Trump, uh, pro- probably isn't our number one pick, is leaning on C- Cardi B. And yeah, and I'm a Cardi B fan. Yeah. But it, it's it's Cardi B. Now don't get me wrong. When when Diddy came out with voter die shirts and stuff like that, I said okay, y'all got things rolling. And then you fast forward. And it's Cardi B. Remember, she recently just got in trouble. Well, the thing is, is that if you're going to do a Hail Mary, Cardi B is the person. Like, it fit. Like, with what he needs and the desperation, it kind of fit. Like, to go to Cardi B. Like, do we do we even respect Cardi B as knowing what the fuck's going on in the political campaign? It's not like he grabbed, like, like Megan Thee Stallion or something. Somebody who has at least had something to where you can think that, okay, they care about society or culture. Like, this is Cardi B of all people. You're doing nothing but trying to get her fans, her fan base to pay more attention to you. And like I said, that Cardi B's fan base is the exact type of fan base, the hardcore fan base that I would think that would be swayed in their vote by something like this. And I don't mean that as a shot, but I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking if, if you're going to like, Cardi, don't get me wrong, it's still a, a great move. I think a greater move would have been Beyonce. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but Beyonce, yeah, but Beyonce, Beyonce endorsed good. Hillary last time yeah. and her ass lost. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I get what you're saying because I get what you're saying. Beyonce definitely has like a, a wider sphere of influence and kind of is a bit more sophisticated in her 
in her own form of communication. Um, whereas Cardi B, yeah, having her translate Bernie's policy is going to be interesting. Yeah. But I, I get it. I get what they're doing. I just feel like, I just personally am like wishing that some of these Democratic potential nominees freaking gracefully bow out themselves because it's like you're just dividing the, the Democratic voters and now it's just, gonna, you know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of, in a way, I sort of feel like that kind of hurt us and put Trump in a position to win because, you know, people were torn between Hillary and Bernie. Yeah. And, and then people who were pro-Bernie or feeling the burn, so to speak, um, had a hard time throwing their support behind Hillary because he really roasted the, <laughs> the shit out of her in his campaign against her. So, yeah. I just feel like we and don't that, that and, and that's what bothers me is that every time this comes around, it's like on the Democratic side, you know, let's go, let's go straight for hip hop. Let's go get, let's go get them. Of and course. if we can't get them, let's go get the athletes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas the Republicans is like, I mean, they they do the same thing as far as go against themselves, but they like look, whoever is against them the most, that's who we're going to get behind. Whereas we're like p- trying to pick and choose who's the best candidate, you know what I mean? And is I think if, if Cardi, I think if Cardi actually gave a damn, she would have said, "Hold up, I'm gonna wait until the actual you know nominee is announced yeah. before I get involved, and then I'll support whoever the Democratic nominee ends up being." But getting involved in this stage of the game is like. I don't know. Yeah. I don't feel, I feel like it's going to hurt us more than help us, that's, but let's see. True. Yeah. 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 The Democratic Party is so fragmented at this point. I know we're getting heavy into politics now, but it does need to get to a point to where it's like, all right, look, there's what, what did it say? Is it 16 or is it more than that at this point? It's, 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 uh, it's, it's like a, it's a, a circus. At yeah. This point, and it's like everyone, honestly. everyone, it's the crap, the, the crab in the bucket mentality. Like everyone's just trying to get out and it's like, just give us a damn exactly. chance. Pick, pick your person so then we can get behind them. They can start their campaign because they're going to need as much time possible to focus on, on how they're going to get elected over Trump. That all this time bickering in party is really going to come back to bite somebody in the ass. Yes. And I also feel like it's very selfish of each of these, especially the, I hate to say bottom feeder, but, you know, the candidates that don't have a shot in hell. <laughs> Like my fabulous mayor, de Blasio, it's like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? You're not going to be the president and you're fucking up here too. So like, let's get it together. But I feel like, yeah, these, a lot of them, if they really did love the country, it's like sacrifice yourself for the greater good here. If you know you don't have a shot in hell, then just get out of this. You know what I mean? Like, because we need somebody strong here to actually have a shot at winning. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into our first break. I know we got heavy political there, but you know what? Fuck it. It was a great conversation needed to be had. We're going to come right back after this break. What up, everybody? This is Scoop Grady. This is the boy AB. Make sure y'all check out the Inside Scoop the second of every Wednesday. Make sure y'all check us out. Yeah, man, we dropping this shit every other Wednesday, man, at 11 motherfucking o'clock. Please kill, kill, double fucking kill. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we're back after that first break, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit. I know we talked about uh, Tay K going to jail we talked a little bit about asap just in in the rolling loud discussion but asap rocky still is still in jail in sweden um 
Doesn't look like he's going to be coming home anytime soon. Trump has tried to get involved. Uh, the the man that ASAP uh, Rocky actually got in a fight with had his charges dropped, whereas ASAP Rocky has not yet. Um, what, have you guys been following the, the case so far? What do you make of it? Do you think he's being targeted specifically either because he's black, because he's a rapper, because he's American? There's a lot of different ways that this can go as far as why he's being targeted. Combination of all three. Uh, Mary, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with combination of all three. Um, I definitely, I mean, listen, we already know how Europeans feel about <laughs> A, Americans, B, black people, <laughs> and C, probably rappers. I mean, that I don't have a solid conclusion on. But yeah, I think that he's, the fact that he's a high profile black figure from America is definitely probably not helping him right now. Um, who knows? Like you would alluded to earlier, Trump's involvement might have just further, you know, hammered in a nail in that coffin. Um, you know, Trump isn't exactly respected and loved around the world. So I could see that seeming like a strong arm kind of attempt and not being received well. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like this does feel excessive. It's like <laughs> assault. I mean, not for nothing. In, and again, I realize that, you know, punishments and laws differ in other countries. But damn, like in, in the States, <laughs> you'd spend the night in jail and get bailed out the next day for exactly. assault, exactly. if that. So it's kind of like, I don't I don't understand this. I don't know if there's some details that we're not privy to and that are being hidden, but it, this definitely seems like there's something else at play here. Yeah. Baylor, what do you think of all this? So for, to me, I feel like it's more of a, an American thing and a Trump thing. Um, and they're just they're they're just using ASAP as like as an example. Um, and, but at the same time, like I feel I feel extremely bad for him. And what's even worse is that, like, people are just, they're using what he said in the past against them in a situation like this, and that's really messed up. Um, at the same time, I mean, you know, you can't be out on Twitter wilding like that. But, yeah, I just, I feel like it's more of an American thing right now. It, uh, yeah, and I, I, def I think there's, it's a combination of all. Like, and I, and I do think Trump getting involved, it hurt him, it, it, in my opinion, because, like, people are... Other countries are tired of Trump's bullshit, just period, point blank. And so for him to try to get involved on someone's behalf who's already black, already an American, obviously, it just it's like the perfect storm of things to just um, for, for another country to hold against the man. And it's unfortunate that it's being done and it's unfair to him. But that's just the reality of the situation. And I mean, I don't know what we as a people can do or what 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 can happen, because as of right now, he's at the will of of that country so us protesting all we can over here really isn't going to do shit because our protests aren't going to affect what the fuck they do so it's like i, I don't know what can be said it, he's in a he's in a, a hard a, i don't want to use a rock and hard place because that's a pun but like he it just it sucks the position that he's in I, honestly he's had to cancel a tour like for all this to come down over something that a time period that should be positive for him because he should have a lot going on right now as far as touring and everything. It just, it's unfortunate. And, you know, as a man, a black, a black man, a black American, it just sucks because what if, what if we're, what if it was us in that situation? We don't have the high profile uh, position of being a rapper in the public eye, but if we were to get in a fight in a foreign country, just, just look at what the fuck would probably happen to us. The shit, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Oh, we'll definitely be, 
thrown under, the, literally thrown under the jail. Hey, the cool part about it is, what if they come out right now? They hold a uh, press conference right now and say, "Look, we we was about to let them out last week, but Trump got into it." So <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, yeah. Any anything else before we move on and get in, into something more positive? Man, free ASAP. And you know what? They gotta be. They gotta play fair. Most of the uh, actors and actresses that I like is European, so y'all gotta chill out. Cause we getting them. They we making them money over there. <laughs> Speaking of uh, free ASAP, I know I didn't put this on. And I meant to. Did you guys see the Tyler the Creator funk fr- funk flex freestyle? Yeah. <sighs> oh, did I? Okay, here's my question, um, and th- I hope this is a fair question. I hope this doesn't offend anyone. Whether he's he's gay or not, I don't care. It doesn't affect the music. It doesn't affect my opinion on him. It doesn't matter. It's 2019. It doesn't matter. But do we think that he's using the gay terminology, the the gay stuff in his lyrics at this point for publicity, for attention? Like, and is and if so, is that does that need to be called out more if he's using it to really kind of just garner attention? For his brand, Baylor, what do you think? I was just talking to somebody. I think he's just using it like, bro. I don't think he's. I really don't. I really don't. And I think he is. I think he's milking it. He's milking it. Look, if if anything, he might he might play on both sides of the fence. But I I don't know. I I don't think so. I think he's really using it. And he got to be caught out though. He's not gonna care. Yeah. But. <laughs> I don't think so. Because it's like that's like a different type of like I wouldn't say that it's gay bashing because it's not bashing, but it's like are, you're using this whole thing that real gay people go through really to just get attention to your brand. And if so, like, are, is the gay community offended by that, Mary? What do you what do you what do you think about all this? Is he using it just to kind of get attention? I mean, I think if he is, it's corny. <laughs> so there's that. Um, it, yeah, I think that the gay community would have a right to be offended because. I feel like in any case, when someone's exploiting a situation of people who've been afflicted or persecuted for being who they are, then, yeah, that's like a, a serious no-no. Um, and, but I don't know. I, I mean, it's hard to say. I feel like he's definitely eclectic, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, and a true talent. And so, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I feel like I just don't even want to think too much into, into it. I think I just... Personally, for me, with all that's going on in the world, um, this has been a heavy episode, by the way, but I think that I just want to appreciate the talent, the music, and just kind of leave it at that. But, yeah, it would be very corny if he is really doing that. Yeah, and it has been a heavy episode. I mean, we have a lot of fun. I think, you know, it has been heavy, though. Uh, Luckily, I think everything else we have is light. So (laughs) we'll let you know some... uh, Mark, I can never pronounce his first name, so I apologize. Uh, Baylor, do you happen to know? Does anyone know how to say say his name? The new Blade, because I'm, I'm not even going to try. Okay. I'm not Mr. Ali, uh, who also played Cotton Mouth, Mahershala. Yeah, Mahershala Ali is the new Blade announced at Comic Con this past uh, a couple weeks ago. At this point, I only put this on the list because. I mean, Blade was like the first major black superhero to have his own movie. So the fact that they're rebooting it with with an actor who his acting chops can't be de- denied at all. I've never seen him in an action movie, um, so I, I don't know how it would be there. But as an actor, they got a serious actor to play this role. And that, for one, has me excited. 
Mary, what do you think? I think hell to the motherfucking air. <laughs> um, I'm very excited. I'm a fan of his, and he's fine, and I'm very excited. Um, and I don't know if you guys were, were aware of this or not, but he basically pitched Marvel. Yeah. Um, after he won his, you know, Oscar, I guess he kind of used that as his resume, <laughs> you know, bargaining chip, and then he was like, yo, what's up with me being Blade? And I feel like that's a hashtag goals and also obviously inspiration where it's like he really took the initiative and made the case for something and and went and got it so i think it's going to be amazing and i'm excited yeah i mean and that's the thing is like comic movies are slowly getting taken more and more seriously but when you have someone who won an oscar saying that they want to play a character you listen i don't care how big you are you listen because it's hard to get actors of that caliber in the roles like that baylor what are your thoughts on this? I think he's going to do a good job. He better do a good job because the OG that was the original is is is, is basically a classic. Uh, but, yeah, I like it. I like the movie. He, I, I like him as an actor as well, so I think he's going to do real good. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think I, if Wesley Snipes does not have a cameo, it's going to be fucked up, though. Oh, yeah. I, read, I read a lot of stuff saying that, that Wesley Snipes should play the new Whistler, and I'm 110% for that. Okay. Yeah. Whistler doesn't have to be white. I'm 110% down for Blade. Or fuck, make Blade the bad guy. Like, I mean, I mean, not Blade. Make uh, Wesley Snipes the bad guy. Like, put, he has to be in the film. Like, he's still in great shape, A. And if you got, like, he still, like, makes, yeah, they're, like, straight to streaming action movies, but he still does his thing. So I'm, I'm all for Wesley Snipes has to be in the film. Um, But as we talk about another one movie coming back, the coming to America sequel is is officially happening. It's it's happening. Eddie Murphy has already said it. I think he's writing it or it's been written. Um, but one person hadn't been confirmed to coming back. Well, now Arsenio Hall is officially coming back for coming to America. Are we these sequels that come twenty years after the fact? It's really I I can't think of one off the top of my head that's been good when it's been that far from the original. But still, coming to America is such a classic. They're going to get my ticket regardless. I'm just hoping that it's good. The only, you know, matter of fact, I take that back. The only sequel that I can remember having a big gap between it was Best Man Holiday. That was still really good. So um, hopefully you can follow that trend more than the other ones. Uh, Mary, I'll come to you first. What do you think about the Coming to America sequel? I share your sentiments. Um, I'm going to see it regardless just because it was such a cult classic of my childhood. And, you know, I mean, so many quotables, like still to this day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm very nervous because first of all, I don't see how, I don't see how you continue that story with them being 30 years older, even though Eddie Murphy is a well-preserved older, but still, I'm not so sure about Arsenio, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of variables here that make it kind of questionable if it's going to actually be something that we're happy <laughs> about seeing after. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still gonna be there just because of the legacy. So Baylor. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I, I ain't gonna lie, it took way too long, but I wanna see it so bad. I do. I do. I, I keep I keep checking to see who else they added. Uh so I'm yeah, I wanna I wanna see it real bad. I'm not mad at it. Uh, because it is, it is a, this has always been one of those, always been one of those movies that I wanted to see, to see a sequel about. Uh, so I'm not mad. I'm glad our city uh, hopped on. 
And um, I guess we're just going to wait to see how, because we're going to complain about the cast that they're going to, that they're going to have. There's going to be one or two uh, actors or actresses inside the movie that we're not going to be fond of. Um, but we'll see. And I, and the so the original Coming to America came out in 1988. So it, it, it'll be 32 years old, if not more, by the time the sequel comes out, which is just wild. Now, it was originally a sequel pitched that uh, or talked about where it would have been Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. But Martin, it would have been like reverse from the original Coming to America. It would have been somebody in an American who finds out that he's actually African Prince and it goes the other way around. Um, I wonder if that's still the premise or not. Uh, that that's an interesting one if they do but with them bringing the original cast back it kind of can't be that because they went back to zamunda at the end of that movie so we'll, we'll see I'm, I'm i'm gonna still be there regardless of day one i mean is eric lasalle signed on <laughs> he kind of yes. has to come back right at least in the cameo yeah he's not and what about john amos did he die or i thought uh, he did i don't know yeah i don't know this is gonna be interesting like is it gonna be I don't know. Is is it going to be like the story of his kids with Lisa? I don't know. Whatever. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Who do you think the son is going to be? I don't know. Kevin Hart. Oh, you know what would be, but but then he's already. I'd say Chadwick Boseman, but then he's already T'Challa, so that would but be like be a little. Perfect. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I wonder has have you guys? Well, other than the Saturday Night Live thing, I can't remember of anything like comedic that I've seen Chadwick in. But to see him like be in a in a purely comedic role if he can pull it off would be perfect like countercasting to T'Challa. I would love to see right. that. Right. Right, right. I I you know they'll make it funny. They'll definitely yeah. make it funny. Uh well, well for some reason Vegas is telling me to put my money on Kevin Hart. Oh, come on, man. That's why I I, I, I could see it. I could see it, but yeah, I could see that. Ooh. Another person from Black Panther, though, Winston Duke would be perfect because he's actually really funny. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not as animated, though. True. I don't know. Yeah, he's not, he, he's not animated. Okay. I can't see him being like, Queens. You know, like. <laughs> 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 we're going to go ahead and get into our last break. When we come back, we're actually going to talk purely music. So we'll be right back after this. Oh. Hey there, I'm CJ. And I'm AJ. And we are the hosts of Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. On the Love, Lust, and Badass Soul podcast, we feature weekly discussions on sex, relationships, and everything in between. We offer advice and personal perspectives on everything from sex tips to remembering to love yourself within your relationship to keeping things spicy in the bedroom to marriage and infidelity. We also address direct listener questions from emails, messages, and voicemails, as well as tackle trending issues on social media with a combined American-Jamaican flair. Tune in weekly to Love, Lust, and Badass Soul, a proud member of the Breaks Media, which is also home to many other great podcasts on culture, news, media, sports, and more. All right, so the last two topics for today. Uh, the last one's going to give some gray hair. I'm sure my beard's going to turn partially gray after the, the last topic. But before we get there, Nas Lost Tapes 2 came out. It's been out for a while now. No complete in-depth review, but if you guys have heard it, I just want to know your overall thoughts on it. Um, who Anyone wants to go first on this? I will. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised. I kind of went into it expecting to hate it and expecting to be like, damn, Nas, you are like ruining your legacy. But... 
You know what, though? This is what I will say, and this is my disclaimer. You have to have been a Nas fan to begin with to actually appreciate mm. that album. Okay. There I mean, you go. I feel like a lot of the songs are a continuation of previous work that he's done. He even sort of, like, drops former lines into some verses but then continues them in a different way. I don't know. Like, so for me, having been a lifelong Nas fan, it was like, okay. I mean, you could tell that those songs, a lot of them, were made, like, a decade ago, yeah. or if not more, you know? So... I mean, I feel like if I were to just be tuning into Nas, yeah, probably I wouldn't be so into it. But for me, I felt like it was a good continuation. I did. So, and you know, I was like hesitant. So I kind of, I'm happy that I'm not feeling unhappy about it. Okay. Okay. Bailey? Continuation is correct, Mary, because he continued to pick these terrible ass beats. (laughs) And I'm so pissed off because I was with, Man, I was he now I give him I give him credit on this. Uh the Lost Freestyle I've played twenty times in a row. And that's only because of the song that he sampled. I have the original song and then Nipsey has sampled the song as well. It's uh by Angela Angela Bofield, Accept Me track. Oh it's, I love that. I love that song. But Everything else was like, you're right. It's pure Nas. You got to be a Nas fan before this. And this is this was strictly for his fans. Um, oh, man. I like it more than I like that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fans, cause, yeah. I, I liked it more than the, uh, than, the Chris, than the Chris Brown. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. Damn, I actually really? like the Chris Brown album. I actually like the Chris Brown album more. Even though Chris Brown had like you know four albums in one, um, oh God, Nas! Yeah, all right, well, look, I'm not, I can't say anything negative about it because, like I said, it's for Nas, it's for Nas fans. So, yeah. salute to y'all. Y'all got a, y'all got a, y'all got a, a solid project. And that, and that's what it is. It's solid, but I think that because of what it is, it's literally shit from that's old it's old shit that just didn't make the album and it feels very much like that but like you said as a Nas fan which I am I enjoyed it for what it's worth you made the point that he picks terrible beats his beat selection is the thing that has always limited him it just even I think even the biggest Nas fan would be able to admit that he 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 doesn't pick great beats he just doesn't um but I mean, what Nas? This is a Nas album. I, I don't. I don't know what else to say. I don't really have much else to say for it. it, it it's. I, this is kind of what I expected going into it, and I was happy with what I got because this is what I expected. But but this is what pisses me off because he is a wordsmith, and it's yeah. like, and I and I get it because the Nas fans, the first thing they're going to say is you got to listen to his bars, and that's cool. But when I listen to an artist like that, I want to be able to feel the song. He paints the picture perfectly. Mm-hmm. I understand what he's saying, but I want to feel. I want the production to make me feel those words. I don't get that. I, not a, out of. I mean, some songs, yes, but I mean, only the only feeling I got out of that was that that lost freestyle. That was it. I mean, one thing I will say is that he also made. I mean, I don't think he made it, but he did a lot of venting, and I think a lot of dads. And people who, you know, got had bad breakups would relate to. Um, I mean, I felt like one one of the tracks, the name is escaping me, but he truly was like talking to Khalees, like, you mad? Because the court mm-hmm. is letting me see my son. And I don't know. I was like, yo, Nas needed some therapy. <laughs> well, I hope he got yeah. it. Because yeah. a lot of those tracks would always come back to like 
love scorn and the whole battle with you know not being able to see your kid and so yeah, i felt like it was a recurring theme yeah. hopefully yeah. he's in a better place now hopefully <laughs> <laughs> well let's see if we're in a better place after this last topic so this is the last nope. one for today um <laughs> So Baylor, Baylor had texted me uh, about a topic idea he, where we debate people's music catalog. So me being the asshole that I am, I said, you know what? Let's take that a bit further. Let's let's debate music catalogs from some of the greatest and put them up against each other. The very first two that came to mind was Prince versus Stevie Wonder. Mm. <laughs> Friendship. Yeah, we're not, not going to do this. <laughs> Oh man! This is blasphemy. This it is. It is. I. I mean, when Why I. Why do you do this, Thomas? Because <laughs> I, I, I'm demented. I don't know. I just I like putting us in fucked up situations. Honestly, um, who wants to go first on this one? Somebody has to take it. You can, you can go I'm in depth. Not. You can just say who's you taking over the other. We can leave it for the for the audience, the listeners, to kind of debate. However, you guys want to go about this. But this is the topic. I'm known for. I'm known for high quality Prince slander uh, because I have an episode um, arguing or debating between him and Michael Jackson. Of course, Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder are the two artists that uh, I appreciate the most. And I hold Stevie Wonder, like if, if I had, if I had to pick between Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson, I, I just wouldn't pick. I'll just pass out. Um, so when it comes to Prince, uh, as respectfully as I can, I don't care for Prince. I never have, and I probably never will. Now, do I respect his catalog? Do I respect his music? Do I respect his history in the game? I do. Do I understand that he's a top five artist of all time? I do. Just not over Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson. It's not going to happen. It's not. It's not. It's not his music. I and, beg to differ, sir. Oh, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. I don't even think his music should be in in the R and B soul category. All of it sounds pop. I'm, to I'm me. about to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor and I are about to have to fight. I'm gonna have to fly to L.A. Uh oh. <laughs> and pay him a visit. Hayes, I just I, Hayes, I just don't care for I don't care for Mr. Purple Rain. What? I don't. So, I don't. And yeah, I don't. The movie. <laughs> no, the That's movie. I ain't gonna lie. Classic. No, the movie was the, the movie is definitely a top ten classic. Okay. Movie. Come on. But his albums, I don't care for his albums. And some of his some of his music, yes. I have. I yeah. I just don't Hayes. I don't believe he does not belong in R and B soul. He belongs no, in no, pop. No. You, oh, you yeah. just need to pop. go get out of here with that. Mm-mm. Well, Pr- Prince is really kind of his own cat. Prince does a little bit of everything, but he does. I, yeah, but Prince invent soul. Prince was definitely soul. Like, yeah. come on, alternative soul. I'll give him that. No, oh, no. So you're 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 picking Stevie Wonder over Prince, obviously. In a landslide, seven in a seven game series is five games to one. No. I mean, I'm not picking either because I refuse to do this to myself. <laughs> I would rather commit Ari Kari right now than than have to pick between them two. Wow. So I mean, listen, if, if maybe it would help if we would actually analyze, like, what are we going off of, right? Are we going off of their, their bodies of work? 
We can go no, off no, of anything. We're, we're, I know y'all gonna, y'all gonna come with that secret card that oh Prince played in, he played every instrument. Well, so, so does Stevie Wonder. So does Stevie so, Wonder. Exactly. Stevie Wonder yeah. did it blind. So that <laughs> there is that. There we go. Yeah. So um, Prince's range is crazy though. That little scream he always did. It's like yo, like that scream immediately tells me cut that down. Cut it no, down. No, that scream immediately tells me like yes, that's my baby daddy. let me tell you to me and mind you prince was like feminine especially for my liking but i don't know there was just something that exuded sex about him like but that's a whole i give him that clearly stevie wonder lost in that category yeah look i tell you i'll tell you this i'll definitely go to a prince party i'll I'll do that and i know we're gonna and i know we're gonna eat pancakes shout out to dave Chappelle. i know we're gonna i know we're gonna eat good but no, honestly, um, I, I've you know I've heard his music when I was young. That wasn't a problem. They played it in the house. It just didn't catch my ear like MJ or Stevie Wonder. It just didn't. It, it's just it. When it comes to Stevie, it's just a smoother oh for sure R and B flow to it. With when it came to Prince, it's like my shoulders be jerking. And then it, and then the. <laughs> He's cool Your with shoulders me. Shoulders be jerking. Really? So, that sounds yeah, like, like the kind of problem. <laughs> I mean, but I it, he just never had a track to me where I was like, oh, this is it. I Not love this. Doves cry. Come on. No, I want to grab a guitar and just start with them. Like I don't, I don't like it. And that was my favorite Prince instrument, to be honest with you. Like to, more so than his little token scream. When you heard him. Just the intro to Doves Cry, like the guitar rip, it's like, yo, you just, Prince knew how to play guitar like no other. Mm. And then again, look, and Stevie Wonder could play the crap out of the piano and blind. So I'm still giving him the credit for that. I mean, I just feel like they can't be compared. Here's my thing. All right. So I'm not slandering Prince like Baylor is. I'm not doing that at all. No, but you're shutting up because it's bullshit right now. So but, let's just stop. Yeah. <laughs> Prince is an all-time great. I will never take that away from him. But what Stevie, the fact that Steve, Stevie Wonder did everything Prince did but blind. How do you write music for other people blind? You explain that to me. The fact that, you, that he was able to do that and compose music, like, I feel like that is the thing that separates him as a better artist. That's not, and that's not taking the music, because the music, the music is so on on, on different ends of the spectrum and you have to respect each of them musically for what they are. That I feel like it's hard to compare that one for one. So when you when you boil it down, I'm looking at the artistry. And so I just to me, and I've said this many times, Stevie Wonder is the greatest artist, like of all time to me, in the sense of what he was able to accomplish with the fact that he was blind, not just for himself. It's different to do it for yourself. It's fine to have the music in your head. We see people how they make compartments in their brain to white to write and file away music. But to to not only do that for yourself, but to be able to do that and write and compose music for other people and teach them how to do it is a different level of, of skill to me. And so that's why I put I personally put Stevie Wonder over Prince. It's for nothing to do with music. So that, that's my pick. So what if you weren't blind? If you OK, if everything was even, if Prince was blind or Stevie Wonder wasn't blind and I was judging this. Stevie Yo. Wonder, I mean, Prince will probably get the pass because of versatility. Prince could, Prince did more musically, more vari, more variations of music than what Stevie Wonder did. Prince, Prince did it all. Prince did rock, soul, R and B, whatever you wanted. Prince can do it. 
I like that. Let's stay with that, but real quick. Do you think if Stevie Wonder could see, he would have made different music? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a great question. Now we're getting all existential yeah. here, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's something we could never answer because it's like, but his music feels so soulful that it came from a place where it didn't. To me, just as a as a fan of his, it doesn't seem like it. The music that he made was determined by him being blind or not. But I can, that's just my interpretation of the music. I can't say that for sure. So what's your favorite Stevie joint since this is who I guess is winning right now? A ribbon in the sky. Come on. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Mm. But there's so many. Honestly. Yeah, there, there's a lot. But a ribbon in the sky just to me, I have I have a list of of a few songs. Um uh Cruising by uh Smokey Robinson, uh Give It All Up by Marvin Gaye. Uh, Ribbon in the Sky by Stevie Wonder and Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe by Kendrick Lamar that no matter what mood I'm in will get me in a in a great space mentally. And th- those are the ones. So Interesting. Yeah. I co-sign. Yeah. <laughs> that was gonna I was I was thinking it's so many Stevie Wonder tracks. The probably Golden Lady. Golden Lady. Okay. Yeah, I love Golden Lady. I love that song. Yeah. What about you, Mary? What's your uh, Stevie Wonder? Ribbon in the Sky, obviously, is my fave as well. But if I had to pick runner-ups, um, I just called to say I love you. My dad Ooh, used yeah. to actually, when I was a kid, call and sing that to me horribly. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, but there's just so many. Like I said, like songs in the key of life. That uh-huh. whole yeah. album is just, you could really listen to that. And, and it was so ahead of its time, I feel. Um, yeah, there's just there. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to sleep on Stevie or dispute that. I just feel like Prince was dope, and anyone who says otherwise is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we debated it. We debated the greats. Let us know how you guys felt about it, the listeners. Let us know any other greats you want us to debate. Uh, I don't know if we'll do. We won't do this every week because it'll it'll get grading if we do it every week and we may start hating each other. But I say we probably do this. What do you guys think? Once a month at least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anything left before we tell the people good night? Free ASAP. Yeah. I was gonna say the same. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, definitely free ASAP. Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you guys, and we can go ahead and I know Mary's about to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my PJs and all that. Um, I'm Miss Mary Almonte on IG, Twitter, my name on Facebook. I think that's it. <laughs> Baylor. At, at Baylor the Great on all social media platforms. And you know my guy uh, does the moonwalk, and he's made classics with two different skin tones. So three different, yeah. three yeah. different, three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. canceled too. What's wrong with you? He's canceled too. Oh, uh, and we can't. We about to cancel everybody. Finding <laughs> Neverland. That was. But that, so I mean, most of that. most of that got found out to be on. Not true. So I think. Yeah, I think he, most. Yeah. But there was still some, and yeah. he's canceled. Yeah. Hey, anybody that holds on, anybody that holds on to that uh, memorabilia just to burn it for the documentary. I okay. Got, I got yeah, questions. Let's 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 keep it moving because we're gonna start <laughs> debating again. Um, did you finish telling people where they can find you, Mister Baylor? Yes, they know where I'm at. They don't <laughs> want no smoke though. <laughs> you I guys, know can... the, I know, I know, I know the Prince people coming after me. They coming. <laughs> oh yeah, they coming. They coming. Billy Ray Valentine is coming after you. Um, but. We, uh, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. Uh, for any feedback, uh, you can also follow the us collectively at the Breaks Radio on Twitter. You can also email us at the Breaks Radio at gmail.com. If you guys want to suggest any more de- uh, greats we should debate or give your feelings on this debate that we just had, uh, we'll read it on air. 
But if there's nothing else, this has been another episode of the best hip. And you know what? Someone suggested that I need to stop saying hip hop, especially as we're starting to discuss more than hip hop. So maybe I need to come up with another tagline. But as of right now, we're the best hip hop podcast around period point blank. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.